Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Umbrella Academy special of the Stuff and Thangs podcast. I am Sam. Delighted to say I'm joined as always by my partner in crime, Stefan. Yo, how we doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. And you? I'm good. I just absolutely cacked myself because a bit of uh, bubble wrap just moved behind me and the window made it look like there was someone there. Um, apart from that, yeah, I'm really good. Well, we're approaching Halloween, Jesus so you know, it's, it's yeah. that... It's that time where you're going to get a little bit worried. Yeah, and I live in like one of the most haunted villages in England, so that's really? always fun. Yeah, apparently. Wow. We've got like some old church, and if you run round it backwards three times, it brings the witches or some rubbish. <laughs> <clears throat> I remember up until about five or six years ago, hmm. they actually used to shut this village off on Halloween evening, like police barricades, and you had to prove you lived in the village to be able to get home. What? Yeah, it's a load of rubbish. Well, is that because, like, nutters would all come to the area thinking they were going to see ghosts? Nutters would come to the area trying to resurrect the witches of the church or something, yeah. (coughs) I love that. It was only about five years ago that humanity realised, oh, wait a minute, we're not morons. Okay, it's fine. Well, I I wouldn't say that. I don't (laughs) think humanity's realised that. And then COVID happened and we had punch-ups over toilet roll. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're back there. So perhaps this Halloween they'll be back out there. Um, near nearby me, there's actually um a place that um actually was the site of like witch burnings in the um in about the like 16th century or whatever it was, huh. and they basically dragged them from all over the southwest of England to this one place. Like you know, they'd either burn them in their village because you know you got to have a nice witch burning to set the evening. Yeah, up. or they drag them to these things to do like proper witch trials, which were. Uh, to give an example of how a witch trial would go, it's like, right, okay, we're going to tie these heavy rocks around your neck and we're going to throw you in this lake. If you die, then you weren't a witch and we're sorry, but you'll go to heaven. Yeah. If you don't die, if you somehow manage to survive this, then we're going to burn you alive because clearly you're a witch. That's yeah. If you float, then you must be a witch. If you don't float, then oops. Yeah, I mean, they're tying rocks around these people. Now, uh, let's let's just think about it for a moment, right? Yeah. People who were accused of witchcraft typically were like people with pointy noses, warts and stuff like that. So in yeah. essence, what these villages were doing was picking out the ugly women and killing them. Yeah, basically. How brutal is that? Yeah, wow. I mean, people think, you know, Instagram society is cruel now with all the beauty standards. Imagine living back then. Can you imagine? Oh, awful. Uh, I'm anyway. not leaving the house. Why? I have a spot on my nose yeah. and I'd like to live. 
Exactly, yeah. I've woken <laughs> up this morning with a spot that everyone's going to say a toad cursed me and I'm, I'm going to get burned if I leave the house. Oh, now, mental. you know, you just might get a few jibes. But back then, yeah, burned at the stake. Um, on, oh. uh, moving on from that moving on pleasant swiftly. note. Yeah, um, <laughs> we are talking about the Umbrella Academy. Uh, this is episode eight we're discussing today. Uh, oh, hang on. The title of the episode is... The Seven Stages... Nice. Uh, on episode 8. I mean, they could have worked. Come on. Don't episode yeah, earlier. To be honest with you, when I saw the seven stages as a title, I was thinking of grief. Hell. Oh, okay. well, 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 yes, yes. Seven, <laughs> seven stage, yeah, could be that. But I was thinking seven stages of grief. And then, of course, the episode explains it very differently in quite <laughs> hilarious ways. Yeah, um, it's not those seven stages at all. Have you got written down what the actual seven stages were? Because I've suddenly realised in my notes I never wrote them down. Uh, no, I haven't. Right, but you get googling them. that whilst I waffle to yes. make it make us sound professional. Yeah. I could edit this, but I won't because people listening to us know what we're like, so it's fine. Um, I uh, with the Umbrella Academy then. So we've been doing TUA, the Umbrella Academy Tuesday. Uh, every Tuesday we've been dropping a new episode discussing each episode of season two. Yes. Um, obviously this is episode eight, which means after this Tuesday, there's only two more Tuesdays of this. Yeah. Um, following that, uh, we got a few options really, because we got a, a number of shows returning. Um, but I think it's going to be the new Walking Dead show taking over on a Tuesday. So, nice. um, the Walking Dead, uh, obviously if you're a fan of that show, uh, we do a podcast talking about it. Um, if you're not a fan of that show and you're just interested in the Umbrella Academy, apologies, we'll only be two minutes talking about this, I promise. Yeah. So basically, uh, The Walking Dead had a season 10 finale which got delayed due to the wonderful COVID virus. Um, yeah. That is now a standalone show which is going to air as a special uh, t- soon. Well, actually, by the time this goes out, it would have already aired. But I hope it doesn't disappoint. I really hope it doesn't disappoint. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes, because it's kind of key to setting up the next season, which is going to be interesting, but that that's a separate show we will be discussing, but there is a Walking Dead spin-off, which is a limited-run series, which means it's literally going to run for two seasons, everybody knows that from the outset, so it's a very specific story, and it's called The Walking Dead, The World Beyond, um, and we will be discussing that show. Um, we will be breaking down the key elements of that, and that will be on the podcast as well. So, look out for that. Um, Fear the Walking Dead is returning for a sixth season, so we will be discussing that as well. And moving away from the Walking Dead universe, we actually have season two of The Mandalorian from the Star Wars universe, from a Disney Plus original show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be discussing that episodically as that one drops. So, very soon... We're going to have like shows hitting you almost daily from us. Yeah, we're going to get busy. We are going to get busy, but it's going to be fun. There's there's quite a lot in those shows. I mean, The Mandalorian, yeah. uh, great news on that if you're a fan of Star Wars. And again, apologies if you're only interested in The Umbrella Academy. I will be there in a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Star Wars The Mandalorian has apparently been renewed for seasons three and four. Yep. Um, with a view that... It could run and run. There's no set end to it currently. They've just got, yep, we've looked at the storyline and the basis. We've got seasons three and four nailed down. Um, and they're already commencing pre-production on three. With... And then they'll milk it too much. The Mandalorian will go missing. They'll still try and get another series out of it. And then they'll possibly make a film. 
See, now you're being very negative. <laughs> Don't be negative, Stefan. That, that's Don't what happens with it. other series I like. They ruin no, it. No, bad. But, bad anyway. Stop it. Don't be back, negative. Back to the, the Umbrella the, Academy. The people, the people in charge of the Mandalorian are people I trust. John I Favreau, I trust him. Providing he's there, then we're going to be okay. Um, but yeah, now we are. We're back to the Umbrella Academy. This is episode 8, the seven stages. Of um, Paradox like Psychosis. Yeah. Sorry, mate. So, like we've done with all the shows, um, we're going to sort of go through the sort of bullet points from our notes, just pick out the sort of scenes that kind of stuck with us from this one. Um, so, I mean, my first bullet points on this are around Vanya versus the police and how she was taken by the FBI. Yep. Um, we sort of know that, you know, how powerful Vanya is. Um, we know that her being taken prisoner and them seeing her demonstrate her abilities yep. is not going to be a good thing. No, that's not going to work out very well pretty much for anyone, I reckon. No. Um, we do um, see, uh, and I know this is jumping around a lot, but I want to kind yep. of try and tie it in, but we do see later on that Diego wakes up at the commission. Um, yeah. Diego has yeah. been taken prisoner by his kind of girlfriend. Can we call her a girlfriend right now? Um, I don't know, Lila. Lila um, love, love interest. interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love interest. Um, you know, uh, bang buddies or whatever we want to call it. They, she has literally knocked him out in the previous episode. Yep, hauled his ass through time to the commission. And has tied him to a chair where he wakes up in front of, you know... Um, the commissioner <laughs> now. I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, her mum, but, you know, in that <laughs> context... Like the most messed up version of Meet the Parents. Oh, big time, yeah. And, I, and I've had some of those. <laughs> but that's a totally different podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, he's there. He's at this commission. I mean, and Lila's like, oh, you know, you said I could pick my own people when you made me head of security. I want him. Um, Diego's just sat there going wait a minute what the fuck well Diego's like I want to leave you know I I don't want to be here you know let me go Uh, the hander basically just wants him dead yeah Um, it's kind of an uneasy alliance formed here where basically the hander allows Diego to live and stay and sort of puts it on her daughter in air quotes and says, right, well, he's on you, you know, all right, fine. Yeah. I said, you could have your own people. You've picked him. So it's completely on you now. Yeah. Um, we see Diego go off to have like some sort of training seminar. And um, legs it. Yeah. It doesn't last <laughs> long. Does, does not. You do could well. all see that one coming. Couldn't you? It's like, he's you, never um, going to sit there and just wait for this. Just in any sort of setting, I do not see Diego as a character that did well at school. You know what I mean? The kind of in the classroom. I don't see him as someone who's going to be a study kind of person. So I see him making like those Chinese throwing stars out of scrap paper. Yeah. Yeah. And basically trying to embed it in the teacher. Yeah. So he he leaves um, subtly and he actually runs into. I mean, I've written down, he basically makes a friend at the commission. So there's a small group there who are obviously very unhappy <laughs> yeah. that the handlers butchered the board of directors and taken charge. I've got them down as the rebellion. Well, yeah, yeah, the, the rebellion against her. Um, so he he goes to try and... Because uh, it's such a weird thing, that this kind of commission, because it's like a 1960s office. 
And I think that's where it is in terms of where it is in the timeline or the fifties, maybe. Yeah, 50s it's definitely stuck behind a fair bit, isn't it? Yeah, it could be fifties. Um, and like they have this uh, room, which anyone who's uh, a show that depicted this, like Mad Men, uh, Mrs. Maisel's, another show that depicted this quite well. Um, you know, old-fashioned telephone exchanges in these offices were quite literally ladies sat in a room with wires and they'd answer the phone and to do a connection to a different office to another phone they'd literally have to take a wire from one plug and plug it to another one yep. you know it was like quite literally and this room's like that but it's actually viewing all of time <laughs> it's really weird it's like crazy, the technology yeah the technology is like decrepit but it's that's it. Yeah, it's like yeah. year three thousand technology based in the fifties. Yeah, it is very. I mean, the whole concept of the Umbrella Academy is crazy. I mean, let's not try yeah. and get away from how bizarre this show is. But <laughs> the, the the visuals of that was was kind of funny. And he's then in this situation where he's trying to look up the JFK assassination. And what I found quite interesting was when he talked, he said a JFK assassination, and the guy who was part of the commission said, "What." Like he'd never heard of it. Now, what I find interesting about that is because my assumption is obviously when time changes, if you were outside of the commission, if you're away from one of these briefcases, your memory would change. Yeah. So my assumption's always been that the commission kind of sits in this bubble outside of time. But when he, he was like he'd never heard of it. Yeah, it was a bit strange, because you would have thought, if they know everything and it's their job to keep the timeline intact, yeah, yeah. they must know every event that's ever happened. Yeah, and, and you know, be sat in this kind of external bubble away from it and be able to monitor it. So, so like, that was kind yeah. of, that was strange. I, I didn't quite get that, and I don't know whether perhaps that was deliberate, or whether that was kind of a... He didn't actually hear Diego, so he was like, what? <laughs> or yeah. I don't know. It was more of a, I, say that again? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I kind of read into it as, oh, okay, that's strange. I, I'd have thought he'd have definitely been aware that that has been changed. But Diego then points out, like, this is not what happened. He then looks into it, realises the president gets away. And the reason why the president gets away is because an FBI building in the background explodes. So the car obviously gasses it. Lee Harvey Oswald's got no chance of hitting it moving that yeah. fast and the president survives. They think it's the Russians because, of course, you know, you blame everything on the Russians back then. Yeah. Um, the reality is us watching it and Diego watching it's like, oh, oh that's, that's no. Fun, yeah. I know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's then in this weird situation and I want to put this to you because this is kind of quite funny so Diego since landing in the past has been all about saving JFK yep he has been like oh you know and he's been accused of having a hero complex because of it and all these different things but he has been relentless in that single minded pursuit that he can do that he's going to be the person yeah yeah and that would be a good thing to do he's now in this situation where he's actually living in a timeline where JFK has survived that assassination attempt. But the reason he survived is that Vanya's gone all nuclear in the background. And about to cause World War. And about yeah. to cause World War Three and, and the apocalypse. Yeah. So it's quite an interesting thing from his point of view because he then uh, gets a case to jump back. So he jumps back in time to go back and obviously try and f- stop Vanya from going nuclear. Yep. 
what what's your what's your thinking with that though? What what's your kind of um it's hard for him because all of a sudden he's now like he's now got to choose between his sister and the president yeah. and you'd like to think you know which one's going to win there. Yeah. However, all he's wanted to do since he landed was save the president. He wants to be the hero. Yeah. He now knows that by saving the president, it's going to cause the end of the world, which once again is Vanya's fault. Yeah. Where do you go from there? Yeah, where do you go from there? Like, does he stay with his hero complex and be like, okay, so I need to get Vanya out of there and then stop the assassination? Yeah. No, I know. that. That's, that's the kind <clears> of... You can imagine interesting... his mind is just going like, how do I do it? Well, he's quite, um, you know, and not in a bad way, but he's quite a kind of straightforward character in the sense of, you know, this is good, that's bad. He has a very kind of clear definition of right and wrong, and his belief in that just guides him. Yeah. So with this situation where there's, you know, there's not black and white in this, there is a lot of grey. <laughs> so you kind of, I think, I think it kind of also brings in the fact that the siblings need each other. Yeah. Because... No one, I think, of all the siblings operates in grey better than Five. Yeah, Five is kind of very much everything can go. Diego's yeah. very black and white. Yeah. Luther just doesn't care anymore. No. No, it's, it's difficult. Um, so, so we know Diego's heading back. Um, meanwhile, back in the 60s, uh, like we said, Vanya's been arrested and the FBI's taken her. Five couldn't get the gang together. We know that Diego was taken off and various of them had various problems. Like Alison, for example, got attacked by the by the Swedes and she had to use her powers for one to kill the other. That was dark in last week's episode. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that was dark. Um, But basically, Five throws the case, it vanishes. And as soon as he does that, he's like, I've got a plan, but I really don't like it. You know, he's yeah. kind of like, I do have an idea. Did you have any concept at this point of where that was going to go? Not yet. No, I, um, i got to be honest with you, I, I was thinking it's going to be, because when it's five, you know, his last plan was he butchered an entire board of, you know, the company. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, oh no, what's his plan? Yeah, when he be? says, I have a plan, you're thinking to yourself, oh, this is going to be gruesome. He's going to just yeah. mass murder. Everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it just like this is not gonna be good. <laughs> um, so yeah, compared to where I thought it was gonna go, it was better. Um, but his plan, in essence, is he knows that his older self is there because his older self was sent to finish off JFK. And then, yeah, because he then didn't, and that's when he jumped back in time to... Yeah. Yeah, so that was when... So, basically, the the show has taken us on this massive loop, which has taken us back to the moment that Five decided to go back to his siblings. He creates the portal, jumps through it, and that's when he gets trapped in his younger body. But this is what, you know, happens. So... Five and Luther go to look for old Five. And Five has to explain to Luther that there are five, there are seven stages. Um, of paradox psychosis. And they yeah. are denial, yeah. itching, 
<laughs> yep. Extreme thirst and urination. Yep. Excessive gas. Yep. Acute paranoia. Yep. Uncontrolled perspiration. Yep. And homicidal rage. <clears throat> <laughs> Some of these, I feel, are more worrying than the others. Well, it's just, he's like, he explains it to Luther, and Luther uh, bless him this kind of like, hmm, whatever, hmm, okay. You know, in this season, he's very much just go with the flow, trying not to put himself at any point in a position where he's leading anymore. Yeah. And he's then being told this, he's like, homicidal rage, what? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I can you deal got... with itching and a bit of excessive gas, that's yeah. fine. You're going to get a bit sweaty, whatever. Homicidal rage, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, intense yeah. paranoia. I mean, we then have the situation where Luther approaches Old Five. Um, of course, Old Five recognises him because it's Luther, you know, what well, takes a moment um, and he explains who he is. And we then have this quite hilarious situation sat at a table with five Old Five and Luther sat having a drink. Um, Going through I mean, the stages. <laughs> Yeah, and and you're watching it, and you're actually watching old and young have different stages at different times. Yeah, um, but then we have like Luther goes to the toilet, and old five's in there like peeing like a racehorse, so we know that's one of the stages. Tick. Yeah, and he then tells Luther a plan, like you know we should do this, we should do this, and so we've now got a situation where Luther's got young five and old five have both given them different scenarios that seem to make perfect sense by the way yes and Luther's like ah oh, what <laughs> what what did you think he was going to do I mean it, I think part of me was kind of like he's always going to be with young five because that's the one he arrived with and I don't think Luther would betray that but at the same time I there did was have, that part I did have some doubts <laughs> yeah there was that part of me that was like Old Five knows all the tricks in the book and is selling him a hell of a good story. Here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was... could... I See, at one point, I was like, I could actually see Luther throwing Young Five back in the past Yeah, and staying with the older Five because he seems to be a little bit less of an asshole. Well, a little bit less of an asshole. And also, Luther has this kind of daddy complex, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong, they, they all do. They all have their issues, but... You know, with the, the the sort of older guy telling him what to do, kind of felt like, oh no, is he going to fall into that? Yeah, yeah. There was a part of me that was like, this could get very interesting. No, I agree. I mean, it, it was funny. It, I mean, it was very funny. I mean, so that that's kind of advancing, and they're now moving towards the position where you know he's supposed to take the shot at GFK. So they're advancing that way now. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Klaus went to find Allison because obviously Allison didn't show up. And then we have Diego arrived there. Um, I mean, my note here is... Um, let me find this. So, Klaus goes to find it. Diego finds Alison. Um, funny scene. Um, basically, I think the main reason why I found it so funny was just because I felt so... so much for the husband in all of this. Like, he met this woman, fell in love with her, married her. Then, after a year of being married and being together you meet you find out she's got these siblings yeah the first one you meet is this crazy whacked out you know cult leader who's peace and love gets you out of jail you know you don't know what the hell that guy's about and then you meet in his words the biggest white dude he's ever seen in his life <laughs> who's 
insanely yeah. intense in those scenes, like terrifyingly intense. But at the same time, incredibly awkward. Incredibly yeah. awkward, yeah. It makes it and worse. Then, and then you've got Diego literally just appearing in the house, like, what up? <laughs> just... Yeah, he's like, oh my God, how many more are they? Imagine yeah. if we met Vanya. Oh, no, I think... I and this the is the apocalypse. Guy. No, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, yep, that's me. yeah I'm I am absolutely out of this. I mean, I I do feel for him. I, I do. And I think that's why I found the scene so funny. Just like, you know, how would you possibly wrap your head around all this? But then he, he's currently wrapping his head around the fact his wife can do the I heard a rumour thing. So... Yeah, which, again, as we said last week, went from being, that's really fun, to that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, very fun. Um, so Diego, Allison, and Klaus go to try and stop Vanya from blowing up the FBI building. Um, Vanya's basically being tortured by the FBI, so that was quite a that was quite a dark thing to throw in there. What do you think about? I mean, because they believe that she's a Russian spy, don't they? So they, that's they it. do. They think she's some sort of Russian asset with some sort of. Uh, because of course there was a lot, so much fear mongering that went in in World War Two about Hitler's obsession with the occult, and he was developing witches to attack the world and stuff. And then you went into the Soviet and communism, and that kind of transferred to them. You know, they were trying to create super soldiers and stuff like. And don't get me wrong, there, there's a lot of historical evidence to suggest all sorts of experiments were being done by both the Nazis and the Soviets, which is quite frightening. Yeah. Um, but it's led to all sorts of stories, including comic books like Captain America, all came from those stories, those uh, of course, kind yeah. of propaganda stuff. Um, but with this, it, I don't know, I, it, there's this very real thing about 1960s America and the paranoia and stuff, and about how they dealt with communists. I have not, and it could be just through lack of knowledge in the area and everything, but I've never come across a thing where they would be, like, openly torturing somebody. Um, yeah. You know, you, you go to this thing about, like, CIA black sites in the modern world and stuff like that, and it's kind of like the whole world acknowledges what they're like. Um, so it's probably a natural kind of progression then to go into a storytelling thing that this is what they could have been like to someone like this back then but like you know the the shows depicted like with the racism elements and stuff like that i think it's done a really good job yep um so with this i'm kind of like it's interesting and me just being a bit of a history nerd i am gonna read more about it because i mean it kind of really you know, stuff like that's awful. You know? It is, and Re- yeah, regardless you... of what you think about an individual or a nation or at war, there there has to be a certain thing about your civilization, your standards, your way of living that you have to be better. You'd like to think so, yeah. Like I don't know a massive amount about the old Cold War era, <clears throat> so mm. when I was watching it, you know, I'm one of these people that very much if I see it in a film. I'm not yeah. going to, or a TV show, etc. I'm not going to turn around and go, oh, that must be how it was. Yeah. I, I know there are do. people out there yeah. that are like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's something I'd like to kind of look up a little bit more and get a bit more of a, more of an understanding of to see kind of, is this sort of thing what used to happen? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it just it was it was interesting to me, but from us, is so purely in the TV sense, watching it, I mean, I'm watching it thinking, this is going to end so badly. Yeah, yeah. Because... 
at some point she's going to absolutely go and of course that's what happens she does absolutely go um the whole building's basically everyone in the building's getting messed up um like we said diego allison and Klaus are basically trying to get to her to stop her that's a cool scene that is such a cool scene it is a cool scene but i I want to ask you because again uh, what do you think they were going to do I mean, like, me and you know, because we've seen the whole season, how it ends and how that happens. Yeah. And in watching it, I'm kind of like, that was possibly the only way to reach her. So what were the other three planning? Were they going to kill her? Yeah, it's kind of one of those things um, where I think if Alison had got there... Yeah. Alison... I, I heard a rumour you want to go to sleep. Yeah, and she would have rumoured her or kind yeah. of show, literally tried to shake her out of it. Yeah. If Klaus had got there, it probably would have been a case of just hugging her until it stopped. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Diego, Diego would have killed her. her. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. But then at the same time, does Diego kill her or not? Because by not killing her, she explodes yeah. and JFK survives. Yeah. It was... It's yeah. just, when I was watching that scene, and it was a great scene with all these FBI agents down and those three trying to like make their way towards her and fighting against her. I was like, this is a really great scene, but my mind was just like, what are they going to do if they get there? And they were like yeah. going one at a time to try and reach her. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, we got what happens is in next week's episode, and we'll discuss that then because that's excellent in its own right. Yeah. Um, but uh, away from that, then uh, back to five. Yes. So five and uh, Luther and old five are basically now in this position where you know decisions have to be made. Yeah, old five wants the calculations. Young yeah. five has got the calculations without the error that he made first time round. Yeah. Luther is just confused. Yeah. It's it's a it's a rough situation because I I I'm still not sure which way Luther's going to go, and I think you know yeah. I know it goes into next week's episode, so again we're going to uh, stop it there. But at this point, I was still not sure which way he was going to go. Yeah, you are. You're watching. It's like, is he going to do something? I mean, is he going to do something crazy and get rid of Little Five? Is he going to yeah. turn around and go, no, loyalties are with the Five that I know. Yeah. I'll get rid of the old man. Yeah, is he just going to jump through it himself and go, no, nope, I'm out, deal with it yourself. Yeah, well, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that feels very Luther at the moment as well. You know what, I'm bored of this, I'm off. Yeah, I'm out. Oh, there's a portal. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've got two other bullet points from the episode, um, and then obviously I'll yeah. hand over to you to, to anything I've missed, but the two other bullet points I've got is, one of the things we see when Vanya's going nuclear is that she is definitely linked to the boy Marlin. Up to this point, we've kind of suspected and we've seen glimpses and perhaps hints. Yeah. But he immediately goes the same time she does. So there is a link there. There is something connecting the two of them. Yeah. Um, And the other bullet point I've got is Reginald um, and Grace. So Diego in previous episodes has said to Grace about, you know, this man's trying to kill JFK. You know, you can't trust him. And it obviously resonated with her because she goes to his offices and starts snooping around. Yeah. He catches her. Um, and there's, there's a genuine moment here. Now, Reginald, to me, is this kind of stone-faced, no-emotion, very difficult-to-read character, almost like a villain in all of this, if that makes very sense. Very much just... the typical comic book sort of villain, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And he basically asks her to trust him, but she says she can't and she leaves. Now, on the whole time I'm watching that scene, I'm thinking he's going to kill her. Yeah, you know, we I know the he same creates. Thought. Yeah, we know he creates this robot version of her, and I'm like, he's going to kill her. And this is some him creating that robot version is really sick. Now we know. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, he lets her go, and it's like, and I've written down here. Was that a genuine, real emotional moment for him? Question mark. And he must have really loved her because when he then built this robot to be mom, he modelled it on her. Yeah, there must have been a lot of love there. And then you got to realise yeah. that this is like almost thirty years. Yeah, before beforehand. Yeah. It, yeah, and I'm like, damn, that must have been some serious love. Yeah. If after thirty yeah. years, that's still what you model it on. Yeah, that, that was my thinking too. But I mean, mate, that's all my notes. I don't know if I missed anything. Did it, anything I missed out? No, that I'm aware of. You've covered all my bits and pieces. Hooray! That's a good start. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that's episode eight. Um, we got two more episodes to talk to. So two more Umbrella Academy Tuesdays after this one. Uh, I hope you're still enjoying. I hope you follow us on for the ride. Great news, like we said before, the Umbrella Academy will be back for a third season. Currently, there are no dates being given to any shows coming back. There are obvious reasons for that. The the coronavirus, COVID-19, is still wreaking havoc on the entire world. Yep. So, uh, everybody stay safe, stay well. We'll be back next week. And remember, Akuna Matata. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.